This is the second Here in Holland interview podcast. I'm your host, Andy Clark. This time we dive into the world of volunteering and talk to the organisation that's been helping expats find their feet here in the Netherlands for over 30 years. It's the Access organisation. Deborah Valentine is executive director. And she says when it comes to being an expat, it's very much a learning process. There's absolutely nothing wrong in having a thousand questions because that's the most natural thing when you arrive someplace new is to not know. Um, and you don't know what you don't know. So it's important to keep asking questions. Access is an independent non-profit which provides all sorts of services and support through its extensive and expert volunteer expat community. In the podcast, Deborah explains how you can get support via Access, get into volunteering and gives her top tips on settling in the Netherlands, including on how to deal with the infamous Dutch directness. The directness of the Dutch throws people off balance and the Dutch are known to be direct and when they are then direct in English, it comes across as rude. They don't have the tendency, as we do in English, to use a lot of please and, please and thank yous and do you mind. They just get straight to the point. And so as the receiver of that information, it seems quite rude. They're not being rude. That's coming up later in the interview. But I started off by asking Deborah to give me her elevator pitch and explain access in a nutshell. Oh, how do you summarize it in a nutshell? Well, it's a, as you said, it's a volunteer-run organization, a non-profit, which grew from the international community. This year was our 30th anniversary, so we've been doing this for 30 years. And we have two purposes. The, origin, the, the first is to serve the international community by giving them answers to their questions, giving them a place to come to if they're lost and not sure which direction to go in. And the secondary purpose is to give uh, internationals who are here with time on their hands an opportunity to use their skills and to contribute and to build their own sense of community. 30 years, congratulations, that's fantastic. I mean, that's a great achievement. Are you here just for expats in The Hague? You're based in The Hague or is it for the, for the whole of the Netherlands? We started in The Hague, more specifically uh, through the American school and the American community, but we now serve internationals uh, across the country. We have, a, a, obviously, with the website and email, reaching out uh, further was much easier. So uh, the questions that we get come from all across the country, and in fact, we get an awful lot of questions of people before they arrive. So when they're thinking about, shall we accept the posting to the Netherlands? Is there housing, schooling? What can I do? Uh, so we get an awful lot of people sending us emails from in their exploratory phase. But we serve internationals across the country. What do people most usually ask you about? On our top three issues that we've sort of monitored with the help desk, with the emails we answer, the phone calls, and also the guides that are downloaded from the website, number one is uh, actually leaving the Netherlands, which is a, a little unusual, but that's because I figure people, they've been here when they're about to leave, they know that there's rules and procedures, so they want to figure out what they are before they leave. After that, it's uh, how to learn the Dutch language and questions about healthcare. How do you actually try and help people then once they do get in touch? Well, we don't solve people's problems. We give them the tools to find the, the, the answers that are most best suited to them. So through our database and through the knowledge that we've accumulated over the years, we can direct people to the right resource or the right support or the right service that will respond to their inquiry. And if people want to join you to uh, use their time usefully here to become a volunteer, um, how could they go about doing that? 
We have monthly uh, information sessions, information mornings, where we invite people to, well, first of all, to apply, to attend the information morning, give us a small motivation letter. And at that information morning, we let people know what we do, what we would expect of them. The dates uh, have been set for 2017, and they can all be found on the website. It's uh, usually a Tuesday morning, and we have the monthly bar two or three months holiday seasons that we don't uh, run the information session. And what is the website address? www.access-nl.org. Okay, I'll put all of the addresses into the uh, show notes, uh, podcast listeners, so you can find them in the show notes as well and on the website here in holland.com. Uh, uh, Deborah, um, when it comes to living in the Netherlands, what are some of the most important things for expats internationals to, to keep in mind? What, what really makes you here, what will make your life here easier? I think the first most important is perhaps the obvious, is to realize that you're not at home that the cultural norms, that what you may expect, are not necessarily similar to those from uh, to the country that you come from. So uh, keeping an open mind, asking questions, consulting, paying attention to you know body language, some of the subtext, is the first step. It's uh, realizing that things are different because it is a different country, and people also may not realize that you too have different cultural norms. So I think the most important thing is to be cognizant of that, but also to ask questions, to not hesitate to stop and inquire and just double-check if you've understood things correctly. There's absolutely nothing wrong in having a thousand questions because that's the most natural thing when you arrive someplace new is to not know, um, and you don't know what you don't know, so it's important to keep asking questions. What are some of those cultural kind of misunderstandings then? What, what do you come across uh, when people first arrive that they find find difficult or, or different, in, in, you know, in, in any case? And, and do you try and give them some advice on that? No, Andy, that's a, <laughs> that's a loaded question. I would say I think that the directness of the Dutch throws people off balance. And the Dutch are known to be direct. And when they are then direct in English it comes across as rude. They don't have the tendency, as we do in English, to use a lot of please and, please and thank yous and do you mind. They just get straight to the point. And so as the receiver of that information, it seems quite rude. They're not being rude. It's just the translation of Dutch to English. Uh, and in Dutch, there are a lot of, I've about to use a Dutch word, there's a lot of politeness that is built into the language and it doesn't require what we're used to in, in, in regular conversation. So that, that throws people off. When people first arrive um, in the Netherlands, what, what do you think that they're most looking uh, for I mean, when they're first arriving here and how do you access, try and help people in that initial phase? Well, I think it depends first and foremost on your family situation. If you arrive with children, then obviously the primary focus is childcare or education. And so we have a complete listing, uh, certainly of schools, international and subsidized international. For very young children, if you know that you're only going to be here for a few years, it might be an opportunity to just throw them into the Dutch system. Children adapt very easily. Having another language is uh, proving to, to stimulate children in, in, in fascinating ways. So we try and ask people to consider their family situation. After that, of course, housing, which in case of children is linked to, you know, if you want to have a, a lifestyle that doesn't require driving around or bicycling back and forth, then, you know, housing close to or around the schooling is, uh, is an advice that we give. 
You're listening to the Here in Holland interview podcast with me, Andy Clark. My guest in this podcast is Deborah Valentine, the Executive Director of Access, a non-profit organisation which has been helping expats settle in the Netherlands for more than 30 years. Coming up in a moment, Deborah talks about advice for non-working spouses of expats. They fumble a little with their identity after the house spouse and kids are all looked after. And so they do waver in, in, in their determination to make a go out of it. She also talks about how she settled here when first arriving and about some of her favourite things about life in the Netherlands. All of that's coming up in a moment, but I just wanted to give you a quick heads up on the other edition of the Here in Holland podcast. The Story Edition. You're listening to the Interview Edition now. The Story Podcast has anecdotes from internationals each week sharing their experiences. The stories are funny, moving, infuriating and everything in between. And I'm always looking for more stories. So why not WhatsApp me on 06 12 42 8387. 06 12 42 8387. Or you can drop me a mail here in Holland at gmail.com. More details at here in Holland.com, the website. And of course, all of these details are in the show notes. You can subscribe to the Here in Holland podcast via iTunes or the podcast app of your choice and you'll get both the interview podcast and the story podcast when you do so. Okay, so remember to check the show notes. Um, now back to Deborah Valentine and those tips for non-working spouses and what access can do for you if you're in that situation. When especially the uh, the non-working spouse of a couple arrives, that's more difficult. We encourage people to, you know, I say go to all the coffee mornings, go to every club meeting, even if on paper it doesn't look like something that appeals to you, go to them all. After six months, you'll have met a few people and you'll be able to choose the one that most uh, fits your character and your needs and your interests. That is also helps those who are looking for work because networking is uh, is key to it. And for those arriving who have no partner, it is more difficult to to build a social life. Thankfully, through yeah, social media and a lot of groups, meetup groups that exist, there are opportunities for people to to get out and make friends and have a social life outside of the office. One of the advantages I think of the Netherlands is because it's so international and has been drawing so many international companies, there are there's a wide variety of groups going on. Not that we encourage people to stay in a sort of expat bubble, but taking those initial steps at least gives you the confidence to go out and to discover new things, and the rest should flow from that. Are there indeed particular groups of expats or internationals who struggle more? You mentioned there a little bit, perhaps, of, of, of spouses who uh, may not be working if their partner, whether it's a man or a woman, has a job and they're at home and they're um, possibly isolated. Is that a group that you have uh, more attention for and do you have particular help and advice for that group? Well, those are those particular individuals are in fact our volunteers. Ninety uh, percent of them. They are increasingly people who have given something up in order to come here. They've given up a career or a job, and so they 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 fumble a little with their identity after the house spouse and kids are all looked after, and so they do waver in 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 their determination to make a go out of it. 
through our training network, uh, we have a lot of trainers who offer different counseling and coaching and courses and, you know, helping you build your CV. We find that that is a group that increasingly comes to us asking for information for themselves. What about when people have been here a little bit longer? Most expats stay for maybe five, eight years or so, according to uh, figures. Um, what do you, how do you help those people? How do you encourage them to get the most out of their life here in the Netherlands? And, and how does access play a role in that? We tend to see them have, in terms of our volunteers and in terms of the questions we get, we obviously get most of them at the very beginning of their stages. We see the return, so to speak, when their life circumstances change. So, or they've gotten married or started a relationship, or they've had children, so the questions change and they discover that they need to find new and answers or new avenues for support. You yourself, you've been here in the Netherlands now for, for 20 years, I think, uh, some, something like that. How did you first settle in? Did you turn to an organisation like Access or did you get in touch with Access? Um, or how did you come to get to grips with, uh, with being here? That's interesting. When I first arrived, I was married to a Dutchman, and I actually purposely avoided the international community because uh, we were working with the, for- with the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. So I knew that we would leave again and come back. And I was, uh, having had that expat background myself before I arrived, I knew that if all of my friends were expats, when I came back later, they wouldn't be there. So the first few, I'd say the first two years, I focused more on getting to know uh, my ex-husband's Dutch family and his friends and so on and so forth. However, after about two years, I realized that that wasn't filling my identity need. I needed to speak to people who had traveled. I needed to speak to people in English more often. And so around that time, I did reach out to Access, dropped into their offices because there was very little to no internet at the time. That's the 20 plus years. And they sort of pointed me in the right direction and gave me the advice to go to clubs. So I, you know, the Canadian club, I'm originally Canadian, so I started there and slowly started to meet more internationals. And that, it was a good balance. I needed that balance of the two. If you had to give one last piece of advice, one golden piece of advice, in you know, just a sentence or two from... As an expat in the Netherlands, you know, you maybe just arrived here, you're looking for, for the best way of finding your feet. Is it learning the language as quickly as possible or is it getting to know Dutch people and having a mix of friends, as you mentioned earlier, or some other tip or a combination of the things you've already mentioned? The Dutch are curious. They travel a lot. They like to know. So, but, the, you know, they sometimes there's a barrier to, to getting to know them, but uh, insist be, you know, stand up for yourself. Uh, don't wait for them necessarily to come uh, to you. And a, a case in point for that is in many cultures, when you move into a new house, you expect the neighbors to come to you and welcome you to your new home. It's the other way around, generally speaking, in the Netherlands. When you move in, they're waiting for an invitation from you. So uh, invite them. Once you're settled, just put a little note under the door uh, through your neighbors and say, you know, as of eight o'clock Monday evening, you're welcome to come by for a cup of coffee. Make sure you have a cookie with that coffee and make sure you have some wine or beer to uh, follow up the initial breaking the ice uh, with the coffee. And I waited for a long time for my neighbors to, to invite me over and it took me a few months, even though I was married to a Dutchman, to realize that they were actually waiting for me to invite them. You've been listening to the Here in Holland interview podcast. My guest was Deborah Valentine, the executive director of Access, a non-profit network of volunteers which has been helping expats settle in the Netherlands for more than 30 years. 
Here in Holland also has a story edition. There's a range of stories about life in the Netherlands. Some are funny, some are moving, infuriating, and well, everything in between. Um, I'm always looking for more stories, so why not WhatsApp me? Zero six twelve forty two eighty three eighty seven. Zero six twelve forty two eighty three eighty seven. You can get these details in the show notes, of course. And in fact, I'm aiming to crowdsource a podcast via WhatsApp audio. So please do send me a message. As far as I know, this has never been done before. So why not take part in this podcast challenge? I'm calling it. The theme is small victories. Tell me a short story about a small victory you had in getting to grips with life in the Netherlands. What was the issue you faced? How did you beat it? And how did this make you feel about life here? Send an audio message of about ninety seconds to the WhatsApp number, and remember, no story is too small as long as it was a small victory for you. You can also mail stories to hereinholland at gmail dot com. More details of the podcast challenge are at the website hereinholland.com. You can subscribe to the Here in Holland podcast via iTunes or the podcast app of your choice, and you'll get both the interview podcast and the story podcast. And if you enjoyed the show, please give me a rating and a review in the iTunes store. From me, Andy Clark. Thanks for listening, and please do take part in the crowdsource challenge. Sharing stories of our small victories is important, so why not message me? Oh yeah, I'm on Facebook too now at facebook.com/podcast here in Holland, so you can check me out there too. From me, Andy Clark. Until next time, and thank you for listening. Bye.